All right. We are live yet again. We are here with Jimmy Song. Jimmy, what's going on? Well, uh, lots of things are going on. I mean, look at this place. It's crazy. Everyone's like walking around. I've been talking nonstop for like three hours. I'm gonna have to somehow save my voice, but you know. What have you been? What have you been up to? It's uh, the class that you run. You're you're selling. Uh, yeah, yeah. So tickets I, I to the class. That, I do have that class, but um, I mostly I've been at this table selling my book and signing it for them, and it's uh, you know I've been proving that I can uh, that I signed the book, and anyone can prove that I signed the book without a blockchain. Amazingly, you know, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> You don't need a blockchain. You could just like have a PGP signature and that's enough, right? No oracles, no blockchain, just no. Jimmy Song in person. No, uh, yeah, it's just uh, you You have my PGP fingerprint on my Twitter. You can download. I, I take a picture of the signature that I write and then I, I, sh I sign the SHA-256 of that, of that picture. And that's what I have PGP sign. You can go download it afterwards. That's no blockchain needed. No blockchain needed. So uh, I know you're secretly a huge Monero guy. <laughs> no, what 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 Isn't is everyone? What, I mean, like how, how uh, else that, are you going to be a fan of Monero? That's the, the whole point. Idea of Monero is that you have to be a secret fan. If you're a fan, I, of I'm the I'm the one guy. I'm I'm just I'm the I'm the idiot wearing the shirt. Yeah, I mean you're you're you you need to work on your opsec, buddy. Opsec, opsec. So what what is your current take on Monero? Uh, I've been listening to you for quite some time. I listened to you kind of in the earlier days when you first started with Tone Vase. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that I started to become a little disillusioned with in Bitcoin is uh, the fact that maximalists seem to be okay uh, with Bitcoin not being fungible at the core protocol level. It used to kind of be a concern, and now I kind of feel like it's turned into... Well, we'll figure that out later. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it depends on what level of fungibility. Like, um, if you want perfect fungibility, then you're going to need perfect privacy. And in order to get perfect privacy, there's like a theorem that says you either know exactly how many of the supply there are or you get perfect privacy. I forget what the rule is, but something like that. Perfect provability. Perfectly oh, yeah, perfectly binding versus uh, perfectly blinding. blinding. So um, I personally think that as a store of value coin that Bitcoin is, perfectly binding is much more important, right? Like you need to be absolutely assured of the 21 million coin limit. And, um, and you know, that's, that's a choice that Monero has made. It's, it's cho chosen more to go with the perfectly blinding. Um, and I respect that. But, you know, there's always the possibility that some elliptic curve math might be broken or something like that. So I, I don't think we're going to get to the fungibility that Monero's ever Monero's going to have. I mean, you might get it in a side chain, but you run the same risk. But at least it's voluntary. You go into that side chain knowing that it's possible that more may be issued. And at some point, it's going to get cut off on the way back. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, some degree of fungibility, I think, is there. Um, and, you know, like side chains already kind of do that. If you go into liquid and come out of liquid, no one's going to know. It, it was you, um, you know, to some degree, lightning has some level of privacy, it's not perfect fungibility per se, but all the in-between hops don't really know. So, um, I mean, I, I think people care about it. It's just not as uh, of a high a demand on Bitcoin because 
I think the primary use case is store value. And for store value, scarcity is number one. You do not compromise that in any way, shape, or form. Um, fungibility is a nice to have. Privacy is a nice to have. But it's not necessarily like the big thing every, everyone is looking for. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it definitely makes sense. Um, but I mean, even gold, right? Because that's that's obviously the the most easy, easily analogy we you know, easy analogy we make. Uh, gold, gold is most gold is most certainly uh, fungible, right? Uh, every atom of gold equals every other atom of gold, and it, do you you. Okay, so you don't think it's a core tenant of 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 sound money? You don't think? No, 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 no. I, that's I'm 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 just saying like gold isn't exactly fungible. So, for example, like this is something that I learned at uh, like studying gold when I when I was uh, working for Paxos, is that you have gold bars right at at a vault, and uh, they're all supposed to be 400 ounces. Except, of course, they're not all exactly 400 ounces. So crappy bars that are a little under 400 ounces trade for a discount. Bars that are a little over tend to try, trade a premium. But it's not only that. Well, the, the gold itself is every atom of gold equals every atom of gold. Yeah, it, but it, in practice, it's not really easy to get there, right? Like you can get 99% pure gold and that trades at some price. But you can also get 99.99% pure gold and that trades at a premium higher relative to the atoms of gold. So, and why? Because it's harder to make 99.99% gold versus 99% gold. So in theory, atoms of gold should trade, but because of the physical limitations, the actual practical fungibility isn't actually there as much as you would think. Um, so, I mean, like, yeah, that that's just the one point I wanted to make. I'll let you finish your question. Sorry. No, no, it's a good point. So, but does that mean on a theoretical level, you don't think uh, digital cash needs to be fungible? Well, so depends, right? What what's the use case? What what are you using it for fungibility? Um, if you want privacy, there's probably good enough privacy using certain things. Um, if you want you know, absolute untraceability of any kind, you know, like it's degrees, right? And, uh, and you know, unlike decentralization, privacy is definitely degrees of privacy. It's how much do you want to make them work to find you? And like perfect privacy just not, does not exist in the real world. You always leave something behind. In the digital realm, you might be able to do a lot more, a lot more hiding you still leave crumbs behind for people to see, right? Like whatever you use, even if it's a VPN service, somebody has a warrant or wiretap on the VPN, you're gonna get found out on something. Perfect privacy is just not possible. So it's always about degrees. And you know, like, yeah, like we could talk about, we could get like this degree of privacy by giving up perfect binding, uh, but you know, you could get like 90% of the way there without it. I'd rather go for the ninety percent. So I like it's a trade-off question, really, and not not necessarily like is Bitcoin against it. If we, if we could get everything for free, yeah, of course we'd want it. But that's it's it's a trade-off question for me. Yeah, I, I kind of see privacy uh, not so much. Um, it's fun. It's fungibility that that's uh -huh. that's that's the core there, and then privacy just is kind of a byproduct of it. 
Um, you know, so you're, I, you're I'm concerned about like, no. I'm certainly a believer in privacy, and I, I like the fact that Monero can be used for that. But I kind of fundamentally believe that digital cash needs to be fungible for to work for it to work in its best form. Um, so that you know every every transact that's sent equals every other transaction that's sent in terms of a protocol. Uh, so you know, so things can't be censored. Uh, because that, that's really what the invention is at the end of the day, right? Kind of the censorship-resistant value transfer protocol. So yes. why not make it as censorship-resistant as possible? Yeah, so um, here, so practically speaking, what, what we've seen in the market is that Bitcoin is pretty fungible, even without all of the privacy features that Monero has. Um, I, I think uh, it was Safety that looked into, okay, well, who actually trades Bitcoin at, certain Bitcoins at a premium or certain Bitcoins at a discount. He couldn't find anything. Only thing he could find was there were some really paranoid hedge fund people that were willing to pay a slight premium for freshly minted Bitcoins because they have no trace back, no taint whatsoever. Um, and, you know, I guess there's a case to be made that that might become more popular if uh, Bitcoin becomes more popular. But as far as the market goes... And like even with not to throw, but even with this recent hack, uh -huh. uh, if somebody you know, if you wanted to go trade Bitcoin today for a dollar, would you accept those Bitcoin from uh, from knowing that they came from you know they were they were hacked coins, stolen coins? Well, if if, if I somebody could, paid today paid for your class uh -huh. and you clearly knew it came from uh, you know the coins that were hacked, would you accept those coins? I'm not going to go on the record with this. But I say if somebody were in a position to take Bitcoins without knowing, uh, like, that's the thing. You shouldn't have to make that ethical decision. When I give you a $100 bill, it doesn't matter that, you know, three three persons before me uh, used it in a, you know, in, in a bank robbery or, you know, we got it from a bank robbery or yeah, yeah, used it yeah. for some other crime. You, well, you accept it as a hundred dollar bill and it yeah. doesn't come along with any ethical decision. Well, so I, I'm saying if I, if I had a good OPSEC setup, then yeah, of course. Um, I'm not sure I have that set up well enough. Uh, it's not a moral, moral uh, discussion necessarily. It's, it's more about how, how good am I at like making sure and yeah, I get your point. But it, sh it just shouldn't even be something you have to think about. When I when I give you a hundred bucks, uh -huh. you accept the hundred dollars, not not having to think about where that money came from. Yeah. Um, well, so even bills are somewhat like not as fungible, right? Like you, you're right, sure but aware, there'd right? be no way to know. If I give you a hundred dollars right now, there'd be no way to easily know that I just stole it from a guy on you know on. Unless you happen to be five blocks away who marked the, you know, like you happen to be friends with the policeman who marked all the bills before they gave it in a uh, in a bank robbery or something. Yeah, I, I, I get that. It, uh, it allows commerce to flow very seamlessly because of the fact that it's it's very fungible. Yeah. And uh, and that's and I, I, I am for that. I'm don't get me wrong. Um, making that as absolutely as easy as possible. With compromising other stuff without the trade-offs, I'm all for that. Problem is there are trade-offs, and like, and privacy is impossible anyway. So, it's like you're never you're never gonna get there unless you happen to be a computer program from the future, time traveling or something, right? Like, it's it's not gonna be possible. So, yeah. I, yeah, from a cryptographic standpoint, do you think we will get closer? Is that really a fundamental uh, problem? Perfectly binding, perfectly. 
uh, blinding? Is that kind of a, do you yeah, kind I, of I, feel that's a law of nature that can't be overcome? I, I think it's a math theorem, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so if that's the case, then, you know, the, the trade-off clearly isn't worth it for me because I, I don't want some uh, advance in mathematics to, you know, like dilute my Bitcoin, basically. So um, at this point, I would say, um, you know, I, the market seems to think that the level of fungibility that Bitcoin has is enough. Now, with the Binance hack and things like that, there, there are pissed off people and there are probably exchanges that won't take it. But you give even a slight discount, people like Peter Todd will buy it and like, without without any hesitation because he believes that you know, like if you're going to give me a discount for it yeah I'll, I'll sell some of my other coins but i'll keep these and i can do whatever and if if that premium is worth uh, washing through uh whatever uh he needs to do to do it then that's fine um so i mean right now there's a cost associated with that fungibility really and uh and I think that's fine. I mean, like you can you could do that, or you can, I don't know, shape shift it to Monero and shape shift it back, which is probably going to be the fee anyway. So, all right, it's it's <laughs> hey, it's it's all a matter of trade offs. I the evidence from the market seems to be that people don't value that much. Maybe we haven't been burned enough yet. Yeah, maybe we haven't had that. Moment. Yeah, yeah, had but, that moment yet. Yeah, and you know, at, at a certain point, maybe it gets valued more highly. Um, and at that point, maybe we, we can talk protocol changes. But at this point, I just see it. Yeah. So your class, you want to talk about your class a little bit? Yeah. So I, I, I teach a two-day class. We're going to have one Thursday uh, next week. Uh, and it teaches Bitcoin. A lot of the material, honestly, I put in the book uh, that, that I just published with O'Reilly for, uh, uh, Programming Bitcoin. But yeah, it's a very intense class. Um, I take programmers that know nothing about Bitcoin and I teach them all of the protocol level stuff. Um, yeah, I, it's, uh, it's a very intense class. Uh, it's a lot of information, but people love it. And <laughs> I've taught over 500 people. That's what my talk tomorrow is going to be is my learnings from that. So yeah. Wow, you've already 500 people. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. It's a lot of, lot of demand out there, right? Like there's a lot of people that, uh, that want to get into this industry, they know can get paid. <laughs> they're programmers in this stuff. So I think, I actually think uh, one of my former students contributed to Monero, if I'm not mistaken, wrote, wrote a whole blog post about something that he was doing. So yeah, it's, it's totally, uh, I mean, kind of crazy how many people have taken it. And it's a good chance that if you work for a Bitcoin company, I've probably taught somebody in your company. Are you considering expanding into other protocols uh, in terms of you know what you teach? Uh, probably not. I mean, I, I do know enough about the Monero protocol that I could probably make a small class out of it. Oh, come on. You'll, you'll get some You'll get some people. Probably could, but um, I mean, just from the time and, you know, trade-off perspective, I, I've got a lot of different things right now, and I, I don't you know, that's that's not something I, I, I it's going to be a good bang for my buck or my time right now, so yeah. All right. Well, the best of luck. Thanks for just your time and giving me all these uh, genuine answers. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. All right, man. Thank you. I'm gonna go talk to the uh, to the sock guy while, while we're still live over here. Hey, how's it going, man? What's going on? How's it going? Good. So uh, you're the uh, the official 
sock provider for the crypto uh, world for the crypto space yeah you want to you want to show us yes so um we've released two new ones today dogecoin and litecoin is that your biggest seller Doge. it's been the biggest seller today today it has doge and bitcoin obviously bitcoin litecoin Digibyte, and of course, Digibyte. So how did you choose these? I mean, I asked Monero and Bitcoin. Um, I chose them because of the communities that they have around them. And uh, Digibyte has quite a large following on, on Twitter. So, so, so the socks could be an indicator of, uh, of, of growth in, in crypto. Yeah, so could, yeah. are these essentially what you see as being kind of the top coins in terms of... Uh, Community and community, yeah. I mean, because that's what you know, that's what sells really is yeah. the community. So, um, a lot of, lot of the community, big Digibyte fans, love the socks, which is great. Again, Monero, same huge community. Bitcoin, obviously, uh, Litecoin just launched, and Doge is obviously doing well so far today. But today's the first day that we've launched these, so awesome, man. Yeah, um, so where can people get a pair? Uh, so get them at cryptos.com. So Spelt with a K and ending in a Z, or uh, Amazon.com, Amazon.co.uk, Etsy, eBay, um, yeah, or at Magical Crypto Conference this weekend. Cool, man. I'm in. I'm getting a pair. Cool. Hey. Oh, thank you, thank you sir. All right. I'm gonna sign off.